0: mix in the dark. Hey, what's up? It's my yang from Mix in the Dark. Before I get started, I want to give a quick shout out to one of my students who figured out that I am the host for this podcast. At school, I'm not afraid to tell students that I enjoy scary stories, I enjoy writing, and I enjoy scaring people. I know not all parents would be happy with me saying all of this, but um, because I encourage students to be who they are, I feel it's my duty to also show up for them and uh, practice what I preach. And so I do tell them about these things. I tell them what I enjoy outside of school, even if it is a little different than your average teacher. So, here's a shout out to Anna and Ajon, power siblings, mix in the dark listeners, and students of mine. You keep being you. All right, let's talk about the story. It's shorter than most of my longer stories. I hope that made sense because I just realized that that sounded really weird, but. Essentially, at first I paired it with a haunted house set because it didn't really make the long story cut, but then I was like, you know what? I think it deserves its own episode. Mix in the Dark can be an outlet for people, and people send me all sorts of things. Sometimes it's scary, sometimes it's sad, sometimes it's a reflection of their life. This is one of those stories where I don't think he knew it, but he wrote himself a promise, and I'm releasing his story to show that there are people out there who will listen and have empathy for complete strangers what's amazing about this community of mixed in the dark listeners is that most of you are very compassionate and genuinely curious about the world where you wouldn't mind listening to other people's stories so here we are this story starts out kind of crazy but eventually becomes a reflection of this individual's life please take a listen and enjoy the story In 2008, my family and I lived in a house that was close to Harding High School in St. Paul, Minnesota. I was 16 at the time. My dad was an alcoholic. He drank almost every day with his friends at our house. During that time, there were a lot of kids who grew up around gangs, so they weren't always under the most positive influences. Because of this, my mom decided to move the family to Anoka County in the View area. That didn't go too well either. My dad always wanted to go back to the cities to drink with his buddies so he would have my mom drop him off in St. Paul all the time. After a year and a half or so, my mom started to experience some scary stuff. She tried telling my dad what she was experiencing, but my dad did not care much and just thought my mom was going crazy. He continued with his drinking habits and always stayed in the cities. We had one big room down the basement where my parents slept. My mom slept down there alone and experienced these things while my dad was out having fun. My mom would sometimes ask some of my siblings to go sleep down there with her. We all thought she probably ate too much and was just thinking too much. The old saying for Hmong folks is that if you eat too much before sleeping, you'll have nightmares. I'm not entirely sure if it's cultural or historical context. I noticed that these weird things only happened when my mom was alone, sleeping downstairs by herself. After two months, my mom had enough of what was going on down there. My mom decided to sleep with my sister since my dad was not home that much anyway. My mom kept explaining what she saw down there, but no one seemed to budge at the idea that there were ghosts in the house. As I was growing up, I learned how to go out and hang with my friends. I also learned what I enjoyed doing and what I wanted for myself in the future. I was at the age where I wanted my own room and personal space. One day, I decided that I should take the room downstairs since my mom was no longer sleeping down there. I also figured my mom was just thinking too much. And it happened. I moved to the room downstairs. I slept down there for two months before things started to happen. I noticed that some of my things would get misplaced or moved around. I just told myself that I probably did it and just forgot about it. One night around 2 or 3 a.m., I woke up to find the door completely shut and the light was on. During that day, I knew my parents were out playing and some siblings were also not home at all. I had a brother who was still up and I asked if he ever came down to shut my door and turn on the lights. He was playing his game and gave me a weird look saying that I was crazy. I just walked away and went back down to sleep there again. The next following night, I finally saw what my mom was trying to tell us. That night, I couldn't get up. I was only able to open my eyes and witness everything right in front of me like I was in a deep sleep paralysis episode. The lights were on and the door was shut. I remember trying to get up. I could see my blanket getting tossed up and down but I couldn't see anyone behind it. It was that moment that I knew I was not dreaming. My mom had mentioned everything that the ghost downstairs would do and she believed that it was a little boy. I broke free and ran upstairs super fast. I felt goosebumps from my head to my toes. I went into my older brother's room all freaked out. All he said was, what's up with you? I told him everything and he laughed and said that I was probably just dreaming. After that, I got out of his room. I got pissed and grabbed a mong knife. I opened the basement door and shouted, I'm going to kill you if you don't leave me alone. After that, I went back into my brother's room and I told my brother I was going to sleep with him that night. It was only 5 minutes after when I tried to open my brother's door. It would not open. My brother also tried to open it but couldn't. My brother then asked me what I did or said downstairs at the basement a while ago. I told him what I said to the little boy. Again we tried to open the door but had no luck. We decided that it was best to shout for my dad and mom. Both of my parents woke up and came to the door wondering what was going on and why we were making so much noise. My brother explained everything to them through the door. When my mom heard what we had to say, I could hear my mom whisper to my dad that whatever is down there is for real. She kept trying to tell my dad that it was not a dream and that it was a little boy doing all of these things. The four of us were speechless about what was happening. My mom kept rubbing it on our faces that she had always told us there was something down there but no one believed her and finally it is happening to us and now we could see it for ourselves. My dad couldn't open the door. He told me to apologize and cry out for the little boy to forgive me. I told my dad no and that I was not going to do it since the boy started it. I was acting like a child. My dad had no choice but to unscrew the doorknob to free us. Nowadays, I still think of this house and wonder if the people who are living there are experiencing the same thing my mom and I did. I checked not too long ago and Hmong people are currently living in that house. I won't give out the house number, but just know that they are the only Hmong people who lives on that block. After what we experienced in this home and also that our yearly lease was coming to an end, we decided to move out to Brooklyn Park. My mom passed away due to cancer a year later. We moved into a five-bedroom house. You can say the house had plenty of space. At age 19, after my mom passed, my life went down the drain. Losing a loved one is so hard, especially when you are the youngest son who has always looked up to your mom. Moms are always by your side, and they always lend you help every time you need it. I didn't have a job. I didn't finish high school. I didn't even have a car. The loss of my mom impacted me so hard that all I could think of is to play games and to watch movies all the time. I had no motivation to start my life. As the days go by, I'm still the same old me. Everybody started to change knowing the fact that my mom would not return anymore and that she's actually gone forever. People started to treat me badly, as in family members, calling me a lowlife, bad names. Some even say that I'm a waste on this earth. Some tell me to go die because I was so useless. I remember when we went to the buffet, my brother did not want to invite me because all they could think of is inviting the ones who work and ones who party during that time because they had money. One day, I actually went and my brother refused to pay for me. My uncle ended up paying for me. I will never forget that day. I felt dumb and stupid and I just kept quiet. My sister even mentioned that since I'm not married yet, why don't I donate some of my body parts to her loved ones? Me dying will not affect anyone because I'm just alone and I have nothing to lose. I didn't talk back. I was just like a teddy bear toy and listened to what people had to say about me. I will often babysit my family's kids Monday through Friday and just go back home on the weekends and repeat. I was an easy person to use. Anyway, at this new house, my siblings and I had our own rooms. And after losing my mom, the house got darker and seemed extra cold for whatever reason. The room that she slept in, we dare not move any of her stuff or change it. Every time you enter the room, you could feel goosebumps. Or chills would run down your spine it was like that room was also dead after her passing most of the siblings started to experience and see things we never mentioned it to each other but we knew that we were all seeing things from time to time I slept downstairs with my brother and sister we all had our own bedroom on the lower level during this time most of the siblings were very hurt and in disbelief that my mom was gone As the days go by, most of the siblings would often leave the house to go to St. Paul to clear their minds. Everybody had their own car during that time as well. I was too young to own a car. I would often stay home and touch my computer, watch movies, or play games. I would stay up all night and sleep during the day. Sometimes when I wake up, I would find that most of the time all the people who live in the house were gone. This happened for a good two months or so. It was one of those late afternoons where I woke up to an empty house. I decided to turn on my computer and play games. After a few hours, I went upstairs to grab some food and water to drink. Not gonna lie, but I felt kind of scared to be alone in the house. I quickly ate and went back downstairs. This was when I felt like someone was following me. I could feel my hair raise and goosebumps forming. A lot of Brooklyn Park and Brooklyn Center Houses have this gap on the wall where you can place small items. My brother always placed his PS4 discs and gaming stuff in that gap. I came back to sit down at my computer desk, and I was about to start one of the games. All of a sudden, my brother's gaming stuff fell onto the ground. My room was just across from where his gaming stuff were. I ignored it and acted like I did not see it. A few days later, I heard some of my siblings talking about some black shadow that moved super quick from the hallway to the ceiling. My sister-in-law who was the owner of the house also mentioned that they used to see a white shiny ball sometimes roaming the living room at night. I never saw the white shiny ball but I did happen to see the black shadow figure many times. They are quick and will mainly be on the walls or ceilings. My dad was too scared, so he never stayed home. He was always out in the cities. When we tell him these things, he would say nothing and never gave much thought to it. We all knew that he knew, but he just wanted to keep it quiet so that all of us would not freak out. After three or four years dealing with shadow figures, we all grew older and moved out one by one. Ever since then, we have not seen any black figures or white shiny balls. It could have probably just been the house or who knows, other things. But by now, you would expect one to change and grow and understand his life. I was a leader in computer gaming, so unfortunately, I was still the same. One night, I stepped outside to take a cigarette break. I saw a shooting star. I've always heard people talk and make wishes, and sometimes the wishes would come true. I made a wish. That wish was to get married soon. I mentioned to my brother and uncle what I saw and what I wished for. They both laughed and said, are you kidding me? They told me that I don't even have a car, I was jobless, and I didn't even have a high school diploma. They questioned how I was going to pay for the very expensive diary for Hmong weddings. I told my brother and uncle that one day when I get married, I would be a changed person and that they would not see me that often anymore. They both laughed and said okay like I was a joke to them. I walked away. One of my cousins was outside smoking at the time. I spoke to him about it and he smiled and said, if you think you are ready, then go for it. If you ever need help, I will be there for you. And that was the end of the conversation. I remember the day when my mom passed away and we did this family gathering. An elderly woman from my mom's side asked to see all the siblings. As we lined up and greeted her, she was crying and trying to figure out who was the youngest. I stepped aside and said that it was me. She then faced all of my other siblings and said, Our mom has passed away and for my siblings to love me how my mom did and always be there for me and guide me to the right path. You know all those shadow figures and things falling down at our house? The only thing that came to mind during that time was that it was probably my mom coming to check on me and still disappointed to see that I have not moved on with life. I do believe loved ones that really cared about you will make themselves known by touching things or knocking things down to let you know that they are there without actually hurting you. The elderly woman then said that I was too young to understand and may not know anything as of right now, but when I am fully mature, maybe I will be the one who will lead the family. My auntie's husband, who was a shaman, did some of his rituals and mentioned that if I ever tried hard one day, I'll bloom open like a rose. All these years, I have kept their words inside my heart, and I hope that it will come true one day. Thank you for listening to Mix in the Dark. I am your host, Mai Ying. Mix in the Dark is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast series. If you have a story that you would like to share, please send it to mixinthedark at com. If there's a story that you really enjoyed, feel free to hit up my tip jar on Venmo. Just search Mix in the Dark on the business tab.